0: And I trust there's going to be something you hear this next hour that hopefully will open you to an infinite field of possibility, almost bust you wide open. I can't wait for this conversation today. It's just going to be so incredible. So imagine this. When you think about a teenage girl, what do you think of? Maybe you imagine the worry about school, peers, and grades, Maybe the focus on hairstyle, clothing, lip color, or maybe you imagine a group of girls gathered around cell phones talking about a YouTube video or a Snapchat message. Well, not our guest today. She is wondering if the message is reaching the right people. At a mere 16 years of age, she became channeling from the beyond. Now at just barely 20, happy birthday. Hey, Courtney, she just turned 20. She's compiled her writings into a book, Teachings from God. You are in for a treat as you hear her speak and hear the immense love, compassion, and encouragement that shines through. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential self as I introduce our guest. Courtney Amundsen began her path as a seeker at a very young age, progressing to the point that these teachings began to flow through her effortlessly and with complete love and joy starting at age 16. In the beginning, the wisdom was received for her own evolution and understanding, but after a short time, she was guided to share it with as many people as possible through teachings from God. Since then, she has worked on getting these teachings out to the public, not only through the work of the book, but expanding into sharing her insights through publishing articles and public speaking. In addition to her dedication to the advancement of the teachings, Courtney is actively, excuse me, progressing toward Qigong Healing Certification, as well as Cranial Sacral Therapy Certification. I think that's fascinating. I want to hear more about that. And as a classically trained violinist, she's engaging her passion for music in new, more free expression. Teachings from God has given Courtney the inspiration and tools to create the life that excites her and more than anything, she wants to inspire others to do the same. And boy, does she do that. Welcome, Courtney.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's, I feel just honored to be here, and I'm excited to share this space. I feel it really is a sacred space that, that we have here. And I feel that listeners will, will feel it, too.
0: Mm, thank you, well, you know this is a sacred space. I appreciate you saying that, and just this conversation is is not only a delight but it's really important sacred work on our planet right now and How do we deliver these messages so that those with ears to hear and eyes to see can really connect with it so i'm really happy to have you here and And I just want to say before my very official first question. I was just thinking about the power of your voice in this book, Courtney. I mentioned to you last week I had 85-year-old Barbara Marks Hubbard who spent all of her life really trying to get a message very similar to yours out to the general public, and she's done a, a beautiful job. And here you come, and your book is filled with teachings that are so resonant with hers. So it's kind of fun to have you back-to-back on shows. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, and I think they are universal. And what makes this journey on Earth so amazing is that we can have so many different voices to express the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we have different personalities, different flavors. But I feel that in the end we're all we're all expressing the same thing and it's really beautiful when you can draw upon others' teachings and see, oh my gosh, they're so similar to what I've been getting and um that that's very humbling.
0: So Yeah you know and and really uplifting i remember back in the 70s there used to be a commercial that played in the midwest um and it was for a local kind of like a department store in it, and it would always say, it's the same thing. And they were talking about department brands versus their brands and, and the difference in prices. And, and I always go back to that. It's the same thing. So speaking of it's the same thing, I have another phrase that, of course, our show is um, named after. So I want to start with this important question, Courtney, because it's it's important for me to kind of set this conversation into a greater meme. So I want to start out with this. And ask you, Courtney, what does all things connected mean to you?
1: Mm, I think that's our essence that's where we came from, and that is really the foundation of my book and When you said that in the in your introduction, when you said the illusion of separation, that is so perfect because my awakening and what many people around the around the globe are experiencing is awakening to oneness, to really feeling and knowing that there is no separation. And so it's so resonant with me, um, how you said the illusion of separation, because what I've come to know is that we are part or God, God, God is part of all that is. And everything and everyone is connected to that source energy. Mm. And so, to me, what that is, is home. I call that home. I call that truth. I call that my true identity. Because that is where we always come back to. Where we come back to and where we were birthed from. So, anything else, anything that blinds us from that ultimate truth is part of our human experience. And it's a, it's a growing process, and it's something that we all signed up for. And I think it is humorous in the sense um, all of these things that I've learned from, from this book, it brings a lot of lightheartedness to the subject of being human and that's what I love about it. And even when we're talking about oneness and being connected to all that is, there is a specific kind of energy um, around being human. And we have emotions. That's one of the biggest things, is we have emotions and we have this illusion of separation. And a big part of this experience is getting to a point where we've had so much contrast and so much illusion and, and maybe even struggle that we can find a way to bust through that box or that illusion that we are holding on to and it can feel like a really dark place for some people And for others, that can act as a catalyst. And I just think it's an amazing thought to know that we're all connected. Sometimes it feels like a utopia kind of um, idea. But for me, as I've tuned into it and I've experienced it and felt it with my entire being, It couldn't be further from, or not further from, it couldn't be, it's it's the most, and I'm even struggling for words because it's so (laughs) amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing to feel like you're full of purpose and you're full of potential and to know that there's so much more to this experience than our physical bodies. And and I could talk on and on about it. Mm. <laughs> to me, it's just yeah. the,
0: closest,
1: the closest I've gotten to knowing what God is.
0: Well, you have a beautiful story, and I, I just want to tell our listeners here, and and you as well, before I ask you this question, because I think our listeners are, are probably tuning in going, this voice even sounds like a young voice of 20, and the wisdom that has come through you in this book is so deep and broad and profound, and so here's what I wanted to share was this morning when I was preparing for the show. My daughter texted me from New York City, and she was just having a little, a little struggle, you know, decision making, life purpose, um, which path to go, this or that, and just, you know, just processing that. And literally, I had your book open and the highlighter on more of your phrases. And as she texted me, the exact struggle that she was having was answered right there on the pages. So I took a little picture with my cell phone and sent it off to her. And she's like, wow. And then she texts a little bit more and I'm a few pages farther down the road. And and again, I just snapped a little picture and sent it off to her. And then she said, can you send me that book, please? So I want to I wanna talk about your story, but I also just want to um, let our listeners know, this is a book that you could pick up and and read one page, and chew on it for weeks, and it is just full of beautiful wisdom, and you and I both use the term beautiful a lot, I have to tell you, you'll probably hear me say it on the show, (laughs) we both use beautiful, and the book is full of beauty. So, Courtney, tell our listeners, what is your story, how does a 16-year-old begin to do this spiritual search, begin practicing meditation, and all of a sudden be channeling. Mm-hmm. How, what's your story? Well,
1: this book or these teachings started to flow through me and I really started opening up when I was, when I was 16, as you mentioned. But I don't see that as um, really the starting point because I feel like I've been searching my entire life. And even yesterday, um, my mom came in my room, and she, she came across an entry in her diary. And it was a conversation between me and her, and I was four years old at the time. And I was asking her about God and how her parents got up into heaven. And I was asking those questions, and I really wanted to know, know how. How did they get there? And, and what does that mean? And it was interesting for me to listen to that story, that entry, um, because it just brought back memories of, yes, I've always been wondering these things, and I might not have um, had the depth or the way of speaking that I do now, but I was always wanting to know more, and I didn't find, I didn't find answers to those things. Anywhere in school or from my friends or from my music teachers, it wasn't there. I could feel there was a purpose to my life, and I started to read. (laughs) I started to listen to um, people that really inspired me, started to inspire me, Um, and my mom really paved the way for a lot of this seeking because she was introduced to a lot of these things. And so I read Eckhart Tolle. I read Deepak Chopra. I listened to Abraham Hicks material. And I watched The Secret when I was nine years old for the first time. And all of these things, all of these materials that kind of came to me um, around that age, nine Nine through I guess 13 I remember just being a lot more um, aware of maybe there's something more and I knew there was something more and I just didn't have I didn't have a context yet and so I remember um, and also one other thing was um, conversations with God I watched that movie um, when I was 9 or 10 also and these things were amazing me, and I felt the spark of such inspiration. I felt like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to study. This is what I want to really dive into. And I did not have that passion with school. I liked to write. That was my, that was my favorite subject, it was English, but I didn't, know, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. And I guess my biggest passion was music, but I felt there's not one thing for me to do, there's many things, and how do I learn the purpose of my life, and what's beyond my life, what's beyond my perception, um, what are my illusions? I wanted, I, I had those questions, and I think that's what really opened me up to when this started for me, this communication started for me is it was simply another day of um, it was the day where it kind of cracked open <laughs> but it, it had been primed for a long time and I kind of visualized it as you know kind of my I was inside an egg and I kind of cracked through it and um, and so what happened on this specific day which was March 12, 2012. That was the day that um, I began having this communication with spirit, and I was home alone because I was doing I was doing online school at the time, um, all throughout high school. So I had a lot of time to myself, and in my free time, I would usually meditate or, or. Do research on these things that were um, really causing me a lot of a lot of um, intrigue, I guess. And I had passion for it because I kept learning and I kept wanting to learn. And I remember watching a lot of stories about children talking about their past lives, and I thought it was so incredibly amazing. (laughs) These stories were so detailed and I couldn't um, not believe them. And then I heard about indigo children and I heard about... um, just I, I started to see a common thread in all of these kids, young kids, is that they're bringing through a new kind of consciousness. And whether it's through art or music or writing or... Remembering their past lives, it was. It, I started to realize. Okay, I I have a lot of these qualities, and I want to express like these people are. And so on this day, I was taking my meditation break, and I felt something different come over me, and I felt this golden, angelic, present. And it wasn't a specific... I didn't see a figure. I didn't know a name. It wasn't anything like that. I just felt unconditional love come over me and into my body. And I, I felt a lightness, an incredible lightness that I had never felt before. Not even when you're dreaming and you... Um, you know you wake up and you feel like whoa i just came back into my body it wasn't even like that it was like i was weightless and i was full of this amazing light energy and it was as if my physical being just got upgraded in some way and I felt that I was even levitating above the couch. I felt that I had lost my body weight and and then I started to almost, I don't even know if I was laughing or if I was laughing on the inside, I'm not sure, but there was joy, there was unconditional love and incredible wisdom that I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I remembered, as this was happening, I remembered um, he, about Esther Hicks' story when she started to converse with Abraham, this presence that called himself Abraham. And I knew that this is what was happening. I, I was starting a communication. And so... I skipped over another part where um, as this presence started to move through my body, it started to spread and it started to trickle from the top of my head down through my arms. And I remember specifically when it started coming through my arms, it intensified. And I started feeling these spurts of, of light energy coming out the tips of my fingers. And I was holding holding them up and they were just I could feel intense energy flowing through them. And I felt that if I didn't if I didn't do something with this energy or let it express that I would get pain. And so I felt and at the same time I just felt this amazing embrace of unconditional love. And so I went over to the computer and I opened up a blank Word document. And it was very slow, but as I put my hands down on the keyboard, my hands relaxed, my body relaxed, and then the energy started through one finger at a time. Spurs of energy would go through and then type or push down the letter. And I closed my eyes, completely surrendered, and I said, you know, I'm I'm open to receiving. And I had no fear. I had no distrust. I was just surrendered completely. And that's when the messages started to come. And I dedicated all of my time to this everything else kind of became back burner because this is this, this propelled me in such a state that I I had to devote all of my energy to this and I went on incredible journeys and I saw incredible places and beings that showed me my power and helped me to move through my personal blockages And what was amazing about it was the connection that I had to my divine, um, to source energy. And it was so personal. And that's what is so touching about it is that even though I delivered this book, it's something that is alive for every person. Just like the story you just told about um, your daughter. That's exactly what this is. It's alive. For everyone, because we're all connected to that source. And this presence had so much love for me, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that this God presence out there really knew me that well, honestly. I was a little bit surprised at the amount of time and energy and that... We could converse every day and there would be no time limit, there would be no rush, there would be no all right, your time's up, you know. <laughs> I felt always fully cared for and embraced. And that what was is what I feel I want to most convey to everyone is that your divine is always there with you 100% of the time. There's never a point in which you are abandoned. There's never a point in which you're not important anymore. Um, and we're not separate from that source. And also, we're not below that source. Mm. And I know so many teachers have talked about this, but it's really an experience to really know how worthy you are and how um, how impactful you are, that your presence is actually necessary for the wholeness of the universe. That's mind blowing. And that was what was so emotional about those first couple of weeks of this communication for me is just oh my gosh, this is overwhelmingly gorgeous. And I felt like, okay, I really do have a big task. I mean, bigger than I could imagine. And I was ready to listen. I was ready to devote all of my energy. And I was, you know, in a... I am in a family that allows me to do that. And so beautiful. It was amazing that I could yeah. really dive deep and have this amazing time to really go within myself and and it was so much <laughs> it was so much <laughs> in the beginning, so much energy and I remember for the first week or so man, I was up all night
0: Oh, oh, I not. would imagine, you know what, Courtney, I have like a thousand and one questions and I, I can really relate to the being up all night and all this flooding presence within you. So I do have a lot of questions, but we need to take a quick break. We are here talking with Courtney Amundsen, and she's the author of Teachings from God. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm home, and I love it. I'm home where I belong. I'm home, and I love it. I'm home where I belong. It's always nice to come home. But these days, many Americans are at risk of foreclosure and losing their homes. Fortunately, help is available. Making Home Affordable is a free program from the U.S. government that has already helped over a million struggling homeowners, and we want to help you. I'm home. I'm home. And I love it. I'm home. I'm home. Find out now what your options are. Go to makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE. The sooner you act, the better chance we can help you. I'm home. I'm home. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council.
1: Sassy.
0: This week's episode: Danger at the Old Well.
1: Last one to the old well's a rotten egg. Ha ha! I win. Whoa! Ah! Sassy, Johnny fell down the well. I'm wet. What, Sassy? You know where Mr. Gunderson keeps his rope? Go get it, girl. What? You'd rather use this time to set people straight about shelter pet adoption? I'm cold. People shouldn't be afraid to adopt from a shelter? <coughs> because shelter pets are screened for sound health and temperament? I'm wet and cold! Sassy, what about Johnny? <coughs> what? Let Johnny sit in the well until he learns to be more self-reliant? Sassy! what do you say?
0: Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt. Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it? Hi there, I'm Andrew Hoffman. I went on this website called inventnow.org. Then I decided to make an invention of my own. It's called the Lost Cat Magnet Invention. So you can get your cat back after you lost it. Just turn it on and Lost cats stick to it. That's a good cat. If your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore it will be stuck to the lost cat magnet. And sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website too. But just remember one thing, don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible.
1: Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council.
0: Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you are inspired by this conversation like I am and maybe you want to share it with others, I'm going to be sending this link to several people. Or maybe you just want to listen to it again. Visit our website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archives as well as upcoming guests. So again, that's the thedrjulieshow.com and stay connected all week on Facebook where we continue the conversation. That's all things connected with Dr. Julie, and I want to let you know you can find more about Courtney. We're visiting with Courtney Amundsen, Teachings From God, and you can go to her website, which is the very same title, teachingsfromgod.com. Courtney, you were talking right before our break of how this all just unfolded for you, and one of the fascinating things that that I heard you say, which I, I really would love to hear more about from you before we get into some of the actual teachings, and I would love to do that too, is that you just felt that energy, it needed to be expressed, which I love that, and then you sat down and it was as if your hands began typing. So help us understand, Um, I put this out on social media and somebody asked a specific question about how do you channel, and did you find yourself hearing and then typing? Did you find yourself typing and allowing it to just flow through? Did you hear a voice? Did you just sense? What What is that experience like for you?
1: Well, I think it was more of a emotional and um, feeling type of communication. And to this day, I can't really I can't explain or really know how it happens. It's almost like a Direct, A direct um, download, I guess, would be the best way to explain mm-hmm. it. The way that I receive it is like an energy download. And um, the way that I was kind of explaining it before was like okay. a golden funnel of light that would come down through the top of my head. And when this would happen, the... Knowledge was there. The knowing was there. The wisdom was there. And and then it would just come out my hands. And mm. I never heard or saw anything, um, but I, I know that I'm a deep feeler. I know that I'm very in tune with my emotions. And so a lot of times, I will intuitively get messages through my mind, um, but the way that this works with with channeling, so to speak, if you, if we use that word, is it's a direct type of communication where I I say um, you know I ask for the highest light to come through me, and then I step aside and I let it come through and I take the back seat, so I allow myself to um, not be not be driving anymore i mm-hmm. and and that took a little bit of um, well a lot of trust actually for me to to take my own motivations out of it, especially when I would be asking questions of a personal nature where I really had to take my walls down and allow the answers to come forth even ones that I might not want to hear. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm still, and, and I don't even feel that I need to truly understand it, but it is something that is very interesting and, and funny that I don't even know how it happens to this day. I, um, and, and, when I'm, and when I'm channeling for another person, same thing. I sit there, I have an intention, and now that I'm practiced at it, it's, it's easier. I can sit there for 10 seconds, connect, and then the words come out my mouth, and, and it's effortless, and it feels like I'm connected with the higher source, that's part of me i feel full i feel whole and from that space you're able to connect with with the oneness and connect with whoever you're working with too
0: mm. Beautiful. So you're able to do that not only with the the writing and the typing, but also with somebody in their presence just speaking. So okay. it's a beautiful gift, Courtney. And I know there are so many layers in the book. The very first thing that excited me was when I read the subtitles of your chapters. I mean, the chapter, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I couldn't wait to dig into your book, but there are so many subtle layers that I imagine you're learning and relearning and deepening and then learning some more and then deepening some more. What are some of your favorite lessons or favorite teachings from the book?
1: I I have to say there's a part in the book um, and I think it's under the um, I think it's under the chapter God is. And that one was so touching to me because there was an amazing rampage in there <laughs> about God presence and it talked about this presence moving through all life and it defined everything that God is and, and the stream and the birds and the grass, and the wind that moves through your hair and the inspiration when you pick up a paintbrush and when the bow moves across the string, it just, that was so moving to me because I realized, yeah, that that is where the inspiration has come from for me and for so many. And if we had more awareness of that, I think we could channel that energy in so many other ways. And to be conscious of it is to expand it and to teach it and to be it in every area of our life. Um, But there's so many amazing nuggets in there that um, touch me. But that one stuck out because I, I felt that it really, it brought it all together. And I love when they talk about the reverence they have for humanity, and what an amazing love it is, and that it's never about stooping down to the human level to have a conversation. It's never about, you know, oh, we have to, we have to really dump things down for for you because you know you're not you're not as smart. It's so it's just a different perspective and it's a different a different arm i guess of god source energy is the human being and there's never this sense of separation when i connect in this way and i truly understand at that level that there are no dumb questions there are no wrong paths there's nothing to fear and and when you take your walls down and when you build that relationship. It's a profound journey. It's you're always guided. You're always in unity, consciousness. And everything about this book is so loving and so compassionate. And anyone that picks up this book will feel the connection to it because It's not just about information. It's not just the information level. It's the connection. And that is what is most important, I feel. Being a human being is the connection. Mm. And so I I have to say the overall energy of it is what um, really, really gets to me every time. And, And for others that have read it, too. You feel so supported. You feel so cared for. It's almost like a mother-child kind of relationship. Not in a I'm older and wiser way, but I care for you in an unconditional love kind of
0: way. Mm, And a very nurturing kind of way, too, of I'm here for your very highest good. And it's so possible. And, And, you know, that was kind of the message I was, you know, talking to my own daughter about this morning was that, you know, the potential is is infinite and she's not going to make a wrong decision. And and so it was just like, that's what I feel in this, in the book too, is this warm, inspiring, encouraging presence that's there. So So just saying that, there's a lot of fear in our world. There's so many systems that are breaking down. There's so much that's not working optimally and yet the book has a positive message and a positive worldview so let's just talk about that a little bit Courtney what do you see as as some of the um maybe prophetic wisdom there but really the encouraging word that comes through the book that says hey you know what it's time to do this we can do it here we are let's go so what are some of those messages
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's so many in there that really help to bring perspective to what's going on in the larger sense. Um, What we see on the news and what we see externally is a lot of what's spinning on on the outside. And a lot of that is stuff that we're trying to work through, and it's not necessarily what it, what we're still stuck in, it's more what we're trying to shed. And funnily enough, it is what is most um, available to us. It's what is broadcasted the most, is the stuff that we're trying to work through, the stuff that is ugly, the stuff that makes us feel like we've made no progress. And it continues this fear cycle and this I'm small cycle. And even in, you know, religion, even in politics, in so many ways, um, in school, in jobs, we feel this need to, or there's this conditioning that has brought us to feel small and fragile and It's almost wrong to claim who we really are, to claim our greatness, to even see it. It feels like... It feels egotistical or it feels selfish. And, you know, one of the biggest messages in my book is about really stepping into your greatness, learning how to see... Um, what we might call selfishness, as the greatest form of self-love. And it's so against our instinct, our initial instinct. But when we follow that, we find empowerment, we find freedom, we find that we can step out and, and feel good about it. And then when other people see that, it's reflected back to them. And they, they have encouragement then to also follow your lead. And that is so, it's so amazing to see people reacting in that way, to see how even me, just the tiny bit that I've done so far of publishing this book and teaching what I believe will help many people, And to hear people's feedback, to hear how my story or my words has allowed them to have courage to speak up and to own their own life and to not be a victim of their life and to not feel selfish when they want to give themselves something or to have time to themselves to just relax we're in this fast paced world that never sits and just decides to be just do nothing, but everything (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's owning what's here right now. And yeah. And that's hard to do when we see on the outside, all of these things spinning and all of these things that are wrong with the world. And, Getting stuck in that fear cycle, in that fast-paced cycle, loses um, we lose touch with our truth and with our true identity. And from the higher perspective, what they see, what the universe sees, is, well, a cycle. We're moving through a cycle. And we've always been moving through cycles. And we have to collectively want to move through this. We want. We have to collectively want to move through these patterns of fear, these patterns of, um, of victimhood, these patterns that are holding us back from our our empowerment, mm-hmm. and. So everyone, and I see this more and more now, is that people are being forced to look at all of that stuff within themselves. And it's very easy to blame others. It's very easy to point fingers at other people or at the other religion or the other side of politics. And it's so easy to do that. But... We're ignoring ourselves. We're ignoring what's happening within ourselves that's causing that knee-jerk reaction, that's causing that I-hate-you reaction. And when we're not able to see our, our true self, then we live in fear, we live in hate, and we don't see the synchronicity, we don't see how... We're creating our life. We don't see how our actions impact others and impact the whole, including ourselves, because we're all connected. So we're all, we've all signed up for this contract or agreement before we emerged into this physical body to be of service to humanity. And so we're serving the whole but we're also evolving on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And we're moving through blockages to come into greater harmony with our our soul's purpose. And that can be many things. But we have to tune into we have to tune into ourselves to find that and then to express it, to share our gifts, to share our talents, share our wisdom. And So I would say a big message in my book is about empowerment, and there's so many great metaphors in there to help us to understand what we really have. There's a chapter in there called The Golden Toolbox. It talks about how we have um, what we would call the Akashic Records, Um, there's a universal, more universal side of it, and then there's a more personal side of it. And so the, the basic concept is that within our physical bodies, within our physical structure, there is this Akashic system that's basically of a library of information, that, a storehouse of information that's been collecting um, for our entire existence. And so that in itself is, pretty incredible to know that we have that experience under our belts, we have all of those tools to utilize, and most of the time we're not utilizing it. So it walks us through how to use all of our tools in our toolbox, and um, there's there was a kind of funny metaphor in there that said you can't build a house with only a screwdriver, and I laughed at that because I realized that's what we do as humans. That's kind of what we do when we're not aware of our tools, is that we use one tool for our entire life. And then we don't even know that there's so much in there that can assist us. Talent, things that we want to work on, on ourselves, to to be more loving, to be more compassionate, whatever it is. That's, that's one of really, my favorite parts.
0: Yeah, that's a really good metaphor too because you do talk about how quite literally we can access all of this and, and we are this myopic society just using that one tool. The other, I just want to pause into a couple other things that you said that I think are really quite striking and important and, and the one was when we were talking about everything that's going on around us and, and you said it's not that we're stuck in it It's what we're trying to shed. And I love that because, again, that's this transient place that we are. If we can relax into this, everything that's unfolding here, um, we can move through it. We're just shedding this. And I also really want to point to the book and your words are that it's time for us to do this ourselves. It's the message comes through really clearly that we're not to project this out into the world and all the things that are going wrong and all the things we don't like, but really stepping into our magnificence and us doing our own work as a part of the greater whole. And I love that. I love when you first said you talked about the gift as it was unfolding and it was like, wow, this is really big and it's, it's mine to do. And, And really, there's a humility there, not a pride and not an arrogance. And that lesson in itself is so important for people.
1: Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I felt. I felt like I just realized my job. I had it the whole time. And then when I realized what it was, it was like, okay, I need to do it. I need to do it, not just for myself. It was like, I'm here to do it and I will do it, and nothing's going to stop me. And it did feel like an honor. It didn't feel like, oh, I have to do this, (laughs) which a lot of people feel like in their jobs. It's, oh, I have to do this for all of these reasons. Obligation. Um, For me, it feels like an honor to do it. It feels like I am always being, um, I'm always, being given more as I step more into myself. I can never see the entire path, as none of us really can. But the more you're in the flow, in the moment, and you trust, and you listen, the more that you're willing to let go and be in the moment and, and serve a greater purpose but not need to know what that is, and not need yeah. to fear that you're not going to be supported along the way.
0: Oh, this is all beautiful, Courtney, and I wish we could do a marathon because there's there's so much more. There's so much more in the book that we haven't talked about. But in three minutes or less, let's say two minutes or less, um, I would love to hear what's next for you, but is there any special message you want to leave with our listeners today in two minutes or less?
1: Well, I think a big message for me that I want to pass on to other people is that Everyone has this gift. Everyone has the ability to share something. And a lot of people, their instinct is, okay, obviously you have a gift, and they come to me wanting to help themselves. And what I found as I've gone down that path too is that You have to empower yourself. You have to find those answers within yourself. And when you do, you you will find that same storehouse that I found of incredible love and wisdom. So know that you have all of that within you. Know that the gift is within you. And what's next for me, I'm, I'm remaining open. But I have a dream to connect with people all around the world and share this. And to talk about it and and find my tribe. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's my goal. Just find my tribe to share this with people that are seeking
0: um, other. Courtney, species. do you think that that might be? Is that challenging to find a tribe that's your age?
1: Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. But also okay, I'll it's be about remaining true to yourself the entire yeah. time, being willing to maybe not find
0: your tribe until it's perfect yeah well good for Um, you i know that yeah growing up with your insatiable curiosity had to make it difficult to connect with people your age you're so precocious but um now even your life is unfolding is is in a path that's not the typical 20 year old path. So, Courtney, thank you so much for sharing your teachings with us. I want to remind our listeners again we're talking to Courtney Amundsen, or Amundsen, and we're looking at her book here, The Teachings from God. You can get a hold of her at teachingsfromgod.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Courtney. Thank you so
1: much for having me. It was so fun and I hope listeners can, can feel the, the power of this, and, and we're on the same wavelength. It was
0: so fun to talk yeah. to you. Mm, thank you. You know what? I know they're feeling it, and I am too, so thank you so much. And again, you can connect with this link. Share it with your friends at thedrjulieshow.com. So remember, together we're creating greater connectivity, and that's always a good thing for the greater good of the whole. So until next time. I'm wishing you conscious love and connection. Bye for now.